It's behavior, bitches. What up, guys? It's Liat. And Casey. Oh, my God. It's our first podcast. We're doing it. I think we're either going to kill it or kill it. Or crush it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, kill it in a good way or kill it in a, like, shoot, no one's going to listen. You get what I mean. Whatever. Point is, this week, we're going to be talking about the dreaded topic of dating. With that being said, before we get into dating, let's go ahead, Casey, and introduce ourselves because, duh, everyone wants to know who the hell we are and who the girls shooting the shit are. So here we are. Casey, don't mind me. I'm going to introduce myself first. You're number one, girl. Go ahead. Oh, stop. Okay. (laughs) So for those of you guys who don't know me, which I'm sure a lot of you guys don't, I'm Liat. My background is in teaching special education turned BCBA clinician, turned starting study notes ABA, personal push-in for myself and plug, gonna say it's the best study prep program there is out there for studying for the board. Casey? I I second that. Guys, I passed my exam the first time by joining Liat's Collective, and then we became besties. And now she teaches it too, so find us there. Turned into my newest endeavor, this podcast, This is something that I have been feeling like I need to do. I have something I want to share, and I couldn't have done it with anyone better. When me and Casey met, it was like, we've got to do something, and we love the sound of our own voice, so how perfect are we for one another? Anyways, my path to where I am right now was not exactly straight. Junior year of my undergrad, I was diagnosed with lupus. For those of you who don't know what that is, I didn't know either. I thought it was some STD, and I was like, how the hell did I get this? But it is an autoimmune disease where your immune system attacks itself. And it was like literally one day, bang, I just woke up and couldn't feel my hands or move my body. One day I was running miles and the next I couldn't dress myself. So you may often hear me address little health hiccups I'm dealing with at the time. I have a severe hashtag, very severe hashtag, extremely severe case of Raynaud's, meaning I don't get adequate blood to my hands and feet resulting in me losing three fingertips in February 2017. Talk about hell. But don't feel bad for me, though. I'm rocking it and have badass prosthetics. And I'm sure, just so you know, that you don't need to feel bad for me, I use it to get pre-boarding every time. Hashtag Southwest. Yeah, you're probably wondering, why the hell does she need pre-boarding if she lost three fingertips? Well, I feel it's necessary, and I'm sure to always show them my hands before and say, sometimes the back of the plane's too cold. So I pre-board. So please don't feel bad. Use what you got, guys. Hmm, What else about me? I just got married in March this year. I'm married to a beautiful Israeli man named Eliran. So if you ever hear me switch to a Middle Eastern accent in the middle of the podcast, it's because I'm talking about Eliran. Um, I have the most amazing, beautiful French bulldog puppy named Pavlov. Duh, I had to stay on brand. If you want to close your eyes and imagine me, if any of you guys are just laying there wanting to imagine the girl talking, I'm pretty average, think shortish, Jewish girl. I'm always wearing black, a pair of Burks or Converse or the equivalent. I have off-the-wall ADD, ADHD. Yes, diagnosed in fourth grade. Don't think I'm just one of those people trying to get on the meds now. I'm still trying to focus, but it makes me creative. Anyways, I'm a black belt in karate and a Muay Thai did for years. Haven't done it since my, di- my lupus diagnosis. Casey, did you know that about me? No, no but Hi. I think it's hilarious yeah. and I'm not yeah. surprised. Yep. Did improv comedy for a couple years. Hopefully that helps out with a little bit of my speed and wittiness during this podcast. It's 
been a while, but we shall see. I love pens in any form of stationery, vests, and gloves. I like gloves by default just because I don't get blood to my hands, hence the podcast cover. Casey, why don't you tell everyone enough about me? Tell everyone some things about you. I have a big mouth, so I'll start for you, Casey, just because, I, like I said, I love the sound of my own voice. Thank you. Casey is finally making her 13-year engagement to her man, Matt, official in August this year. We are so excited for you, Casey, sending you the absolute freaking best. I've tried so hard to get an invite to this wedding, but she seems certain that she doesn't want me there, and I, I guess I'm cool with it or whatever. Anyways, Casey, here you go. So I'm like over here laughing at everything you're saying <laughs> because you're so funny and you are the comedian behind all of this. Um, and also I'm the adult who's trying to get the meds for ADHD that I've never been diagnosed with, but I just want the Adderall. Um, anyways, <laughs> so I'm Casey. I'm from New Hampshire and I'm obsessed with New England. Um, the weather is ridiculous. It's crappy most of the time, but when it's beautiful, it's so beautiful. I just spent like the last hour out on my dock having a vodka soda so I could prepare for this podcast. And you yeah. an intervention. Exactly. So a little bit about me. Okay. So yeah, I met the man of my dreams. Absolutely sappy. Love at first sight story. No joke. Uh, yeah. Two and a half years ago. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've only been together for two and a half years, not 13, but we've been engaged almost the entire time. And we're finally just having a very, very small wedding, not Liat's ridiculous Israeli celebration. We're just going to be on the beach with, no, the lake. But it's a beach. Just like 10 Which of lake us. is it? Just so I know so I could come. Newfound Lake in Bristol, New Hampshire. Okay, I'll look it up. I'll be there. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, yeah, no problem. Guys, she's crazy. All right, so um, we have two fur babies that we're obsessed with. Um, and we have an 85 year old whiskey drinking Nana who lives upstairs from us. We moved. I never knew that about you. I know there's so many things you don't know. Liat and I have ever, never actually met in real life. If that's, you know, a fun fact, we just talk over online all the time. Um, so yeah, Nana has purple hair and she loves whiskey and thinks that it's okay to come down every night to ask us to have cocktails, even on work nights. So she's the best. Um, also Matt's the best cat daddy ever in this year. Another thing you don't know, we're going to start trying to make a human. That's oh, my God. Fucking scary. Oh, my God. All right. So the boring background, I have an undergrad in bio and recreational therapy. Yeah, I graduated and realized that student loans are a real bitch. So I bartended for years trying to, like, afford my student loans and live. I feel like you would be the perfect bartender. Yeah, I was. And I think that it prepared me for a career with people with autism so much because I listened to people. I had to deal with behaviors. I had to like kind of morph into like a different person, each person I waited on. And yes. that's kind of what I do with each of my clients because it's individualized treatment, you know? I got you. I feel ya. So, okay. Um, What else? Oh, part-time I was working at a brain injury center, which I'm super interested in love. Um traumatic brain injury. That will probably be the next step of my life at some point, working with um, people with brain injuries. I also was working with um, people with adults with developmental disabilities, and I fell in love with Down syndrome and autism. I'm going to do a quick shout out to Friends in Action. They're amazing. So I found a job in an ABA clinic, got my RBT, and then I was like, oh, hello, you're what I've been waiting for, a science that actually makes sense. Um, I fucking love reinforcement and shaping behaviors. 
So I went back to school to get my master's and add more student loans to my already woo woo student loans. Astronomical. From the, um, who's the one who does the big student loans? The federal? Uh, yeah, FedGov or federal government. Yeah. No. Hashtag ad. Maybe Ugh. they'll like give us some money off if we like sh- shout them out. That's why I'm working for a nonprofit, even though I'm sure that whole thing will be taken away too. Mm-hmm. So then I was studying for my boards and that's when I met Liat. Um, I found her online. I don't even know how. She had like literally just started studying notes ABA. I signed up for her collective. I just like liked her style. I got a bunch of my friends to sign up that were in my cohort. And uh, I think on like the second class, we were already texting each other. Like we just knew we were meant to be and meant to do like sexting kind of stuff. Yeah. Like she was kind of creepy, actually. (laughs) <laughs> like, I just love you. I'm like, you don't even know me. <laughs> I come on strong. That's the thing. I come on very, if I like someone, I come on very strong. But so do I. I think that's why we kind of clicked. Because yeah. I was like, oh, she's kind of crazy, but so am I. So it's perfect. Um, also, guys, I passed the exam on my first time. So XOXO to Liat and Jen at Study Notes. It's ABA. not just me. You were a badass also. Like, you were on your shit. Yep. And that goes into my next part. Wait, of I, I also am. passed my first time. But, and that's why I wanted to share with all of you guys how to pass the first time. And that's how study notes came to be. But Casey was one of those people who was just on her shit. She was like going to like insurance conferences and shit before she even was a BCBA, which when I became a BCBA, I still didn't want to deal with insurance shit. Anyways, back at it, Casey. So yeah, I'm basically just really honest, raw, real, and also obsessively controlling. Um, I do yoga a lot so that I don't kill people. I love to read and lay in the sun while tanning my skin to absolute leather. So, yeah, I, um, I don't know if we can actually hang out in real life. <laughs> yeah, truth is, I can't be in the sun due to my lupus. Actually, as we sit here right now, Casey, I am waiting for my skin to turn brown due to the fake tanner I sprayed on before the episode. So maybe you could see me here. You could see I might be turning browner throughout the episode. I can't be in the sun and I can't be in the cold because I don't get blood. So I just don't really have a place. I'm still looking for a good location. If anyone has a good place that they could recommend for me to live, please send our way, my way more particularly. Leah's wearing like a hoodie with her hands covered in them. And I'm over here in a tank top, like with the sun shining on my back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. must be nice. All right, guys. So also, okay. Yeah. A few more fun things about me because I'm so fun. So I wear black leggings, probably three different ones a day, um, which my fiance absolutely loves to fold every week. Not really, but he's a man for doing laundry and folding it. I was a spin teacher, a body pump instructor, a dance teacher, a licensed nursing assistant, (laughs) a certified therapeutic recreation specialist. Now I'm a board certified behavior analyst. A pediatrician, a (laughs) neurologist. And then I started doing lawnscaping and then I started <laughs> I'm re- I always want the next best thing I'm basically a seeker of all the things that I can learn to keep my brain going um, I'm a cancer which I love cancers and I'm trying to time our child to be born so that it is a cancer <laughs> oh my god because <laughs> that's how controlling I am and I think I'm great and Matt is like I can't live with two cancers but he will because happy wife happy life um so, yeah, I'm a lifelong lover of studying, and it's perfect that I met you, Liat, because now I can teach her study notes EVA. Oh, I'm a- stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always I'm doing 100 lucky. things. She is lucky, guys. Um, I'm also a severe claustrophobic. I love the smell of gasoline. Me I too. I was driving down the road the other day, and I 
just got this overwhelming smell of gasoline. I was like thinking about what I was going to say about myself. And I'm like, am I weird that I want to like huff this? It smells so good. I love the smell of gas. I feel like that might actually be on my Instagram bio on my Liat Sachs account. Is that where you got it? No, I didn't know that you liked gasoline. You totally copied that I like the smell of gas. But it's like certain gas. It's not like gas that you just dripped on the floor extra when you like stop filling your car. It's like when you put your car on after. It's like well, for me, it, re it reminds me of like being at a lake and the boats like that smell of gasoline. Yes. That's it. Yeah. No, oh, I didn't mean to be so passionate. I didn't mean like, <laughs> yes. I meant like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So guys, if you didn't know, this podcast is about gasoline, clearly, because that's what she's passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, basically, um, I asked my best friend, I'm like, can you describe me like in a couple words? Um, and she says that I'm a magical big booty unicorn. I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. I can roll with that. So that's me. But let's really get into our topic today, Liat. Yeah. I know we hate talking about ourselves. It's just so embarrassing. I, just I think we could do that the whole here. entire podcast. Yeah, but that's annoying. And then people will start hating us and we'll become aversive. So, and we're still trying to pair with you. You know, this is episode one. And you know, in the science of applied behavior analysis, pairing is important, meaning pairing yourself with reinforcement. So let's make ourselves valuable to them and talk about a hot topic, like I said, not hot topic the store. That store used to creep the shit out of me. Gross. Um, yeah. But um, as much as we love the spotlight, let's make some moves. So we know dating is huge, broad topic. For the sake of the first episode being 17 hours, we're going to hone in on some common dating issues that we've pulled. Did I say issues? I dating mean, issues. Issues. I was like already like moving ahead to what I was going to say. We're going to hone in some common dating issues. I'm sorry that we pulled from different followers that we've either been through ourselves, and people, we had a lot of people comment on our Facebook group, Behavior Bitches Podcast. Yes, follow it. You could help be the democracy in what we talk about next. So let's get started. Oh my gosh, why is dating so fucking hard? We may both have two amazing men now, but let me tell you, honey, I went through some shit to get here. Made many mistakes. Now I'm older, wiser. Casey's older than me. Just want to give that shout out out there. And less likely to take crap from anyone. Casey also noted here. Oh, um, we're also BCBAs. So we have that going for us or against us. Also, fun fact. Yeah, I'm older. And um, I'm also divorced. I don't know if she knows that about me. What? I know. I was saving some of the good stuff for later. Wait, I, what? Yeah. Wait, can you tell everyone your age? I'm 31. I'll be 32 June 27th. Hashtag cancer. Hashtag we're the best. Um, <laughs> I was married at 24. I actually wasn't going to talk about that here. Were um, you very, are, are you very religious? No. That you got married so young? No, I was I mean, I guess stupid. it's not young. That was like a normal time. Like that was my plan. I thought I'd be married at 23. Life had different. No, I was stupid. That's what I was. I was young and stupid, and I made a terrible decision. Um, but I learned a lot from it. I learned a lot about myself and um, was able to take those lessons and find – I went through, you know, some more relationships, clearly. But then when I found Matt, I was like, oh, yes, this is it. This is everything, right? And no questions asked. I didn't feel anything in the pit of my stomach. I was like – feeling real good. 
So let me tell you something. Earlier when you were like, yeah, I had the most dreamy, like just knew it relationship with Matt. Like I was like, okay, gag. No one wants to hear that. But then when you say that you were divorced, it kind of gives you some street cred to be able to say that. Then it's like, okay, as long as she's been through some shit. Because no oh. one, like, no one wants to hear like, oh, we're so dreamy. Like, unless you've you've had to pay your dues. I paid him hard. The sorority of heartbreak, you know? You guys, that's a whole other episode I think we should do on, like, divorce. I know a lot of, I'm sure people are divorced. And I think there's, like, a saying that no good marriage ends in divorce. I'm also terrible at saying, so don't hold it against me. (laughs) (laughs) But I went through so much really young. And being able to talk about dating in this episode is just really funny because I have dated so many people, um, like, a lot. And a lot of these things I've been through, but being married and divorced. Yeah. When I'm, like I said, when I met Matt and that's why I think I can kind of talk to you guys is that when you know, you know, like all the things we're going to go through and talk about, it means it's not right. Like at the end of the day, like it's either a fuck yes or a fuck no. Right. Like you're either going to marry this person or you're never going to talk to them again. That's the point. But Anyways, Casey, I don't want to like jinx anything over here, not to be mentalistic in this world of behavioral science, but even though I want to think and I pray to God that we are done with the dating bullshit and the pain and everything associated and thank God we're happy with our dudes, but unfortunately, the dating relationship issue never ends. High school never ends. Tell us our first topic on our first episode ever. Okay. So our first topic we're going to get into in the whole dating front over here is talking about love as a reinforcer or a punisher. So I'm going to start it off by saying, and I could say this very strongly, that there is no better feeling than being in love. When you're in love, I mean, I'm married now, but that doesn't mean like I'm like in that same deep love of like that crush. Oh my God. Oh my God. He texts me. This is so exciting. Did you see the booger? No. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot you could see me. (laughs) We could edit that one out. (laughs) It wasn't actually a booger. It was just something under my nail. But anyways, yeah. It's fine. I eat mine sometime. All good. Um, There's no better feeling than love. Well, maybe heroin, but I can't tell you because I've never tried it. But I imagine it's really good because of all my lupus problems. I end up in the hospital a lot, get some dilated, and suddenly you're in so much pain and that you get this warmth over you and they put it in. I'm talking about the dilated in, by the way. (laughs) You get this warmth over you and it's like, ah, all the pain is gone. Now, so I imagine heroin's really good, but don't get into it. I feel like it's very hard to get out of it. I watch a lot of intervention, but anyways, back to the topic. Love is a drug. You just want more, 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 more and more. Um, so also the opposite is true. There is no worse punisher than love. The heartache, the like, oh my God, I'm going to absolutely die. And in reality, you're not really going to die. You're going to go on to the next guy. Um, but in that moment, it really feels like you are. Um, And also, like, people have such a difficulty, like, with opening up their hearts to someone and trusting again because they've been cheated on or abused. Um, And these are all behavior, right? Right. It's like This is a contingency, right? So 
the last time the antecedent or opening behavior was meeting a guy, right? The behavior was engaging with them, starting to date them. The consequences, your heart was broken. Now, the next time that you're faced with that same contingency or antecedent, another guy, suddenly you're like, hold up, wait, no, not getting into this, right? So a lot of people are closed off because of that. Yes. And also, um, so the feeling of reinforcement of being in love, right? If we think about this behaviorally, so if you're, you know, talking with a guy, you're texting him too much, you're calling him too much, you're commenting on his post too much, you're trying to please him. This is what we call satiation. Hashtag creepy. Yeah. And Hashtag too much. Right. Like we want to keep them in a little state of deprivation, right? Like there's always a motivating operation. We all know that. And it's constantly changing. And when you have just eaten an entire thing of ice cream, you don't want the fucking ice cream anymore. But if you maybe have like a spoonful and like, oh, a little tasty taste, then you are like craving that ice cream. So think about that when you're dating. And also, this is a big one. Like, keep your own life, hold your own. It's a really good quality to men that you are busy. And men or women, we're not you know, bias. No, no discrimination here. But it's true. Like, it's not a bad quality when you're busy. Like, make and them think that you need to be like, they need to be penciled in to your time. Right. Now, a huge problem is, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I could sound all empowered and strong as hell, but I've totally been that girl who's like, oh, you want to get together that time? Sure. Yeah, no problem. I have nothing. And I'm like canceling 37 plans like to try and make it work. <laughs> like, I've been that girl. And if you're trying to act all strong listening to this, don't lie. Everyone's been that dumb person before. But it's really important to, like Casey said, to have your own life and keep them on an intermittent schedule of reinforcement. What do we mean by intermittent? We need, mean just because they call doesn't mean you answer. Just because they text you doesn't mean you answer immediately. Just because they say want to do this you don't do it immediately. Just because they say you're hungry, you don't jump up and make a meal. Okay? Now, if you want a good book recommendation to read, literally one of the best books I could recommend to anyone. It's not written about behavior, but it literally touches on all things behavior. And if you are studying behavior, you could probably translate the entire book into behavioral terms, is Why Men Love Bitches by Sherry Argov. The most amazing book. Casey, have you read it? No, but... um. I've always wanted to say this on my listening to podcasts for so long. We'll put it in our show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, no, I haven't, but I should, honestly. Okay. No, you should. And there's also one why men marry bitches, but I never read that one. But it's so true. And it talks about the importance of keeping your own life while doing things. I know it's so hard because when something's reinforcing, you just want more and more and more of it. And you want to see that person. And that's the only text you want. And then you get a text from your mom and you're like, wah, wah, wah. Um, but you can do different behavioral things too. And I know it sounds like a huge game. And once you have someone in the bag, you have them in the bag and they will love you right. for you. But unfortunately, there is some of these behavioral things you need to think about to keep someone interested or to maintain a behavior, such right. as. So, okay, ready? Yeah. For this, okay. guys. Mind blown. Okay. So, men or women, we all 
need more time between texts or phone calls or seeing each other and less of the text phone calls and seeing each other to keep it kind of fresh, right? So you need to increase your IRT. That is your known inner response time. That's right. So the time between responses, right? Increase your IRT will decrease the behavior. Okay. Right. Increase the time between responses is going to by default decrease the amount of times that you're engaging in the behavior, let's say, of texting. Right. And also, guys, ladies, women, men, all you wonderful humans out there, enough with the one word text. I used to do this all the time. This is an actual story. I would, a guy I was dating who I thought was the absolute love of my life, (laughs) who we're still really good friends. So if you're listening, you're going to know who you are. I would wake up in the morning and wait for him to text. And if he, like, I would just be like, oh my God, looking at my phone. And then I would get desperate and I would just send him like, hey, or like morning. Or like, 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 I don't think that's a good idea. Oops, sorry, wrong text. (laughs) Right. And like, like, you like a different topic. Have you done that? And not the different topic. No, because that's like, like, no, I think the green's better. And they're like, question mark. And you're like, oh my God, so sorry, wrong text. No, I would just do the one word. I would do the one word response or text because I was so afraid of the non, like if you wouldn't respond. Like, so if I asked a question, like a really normal person would do like, hey, what are you doing today? Like, how's your morning going? Like normal in conversational, engaging questions. I was so afraid that he wouldn't respond to that. Right. So like I learned so much through that. Like I need to be brave. We need to be brave and not fearful of the response, but let's engage in behavior that like we want to see reciprocated. I'm going to be like, Hey, let's go for a bike ride today. What do you think? You know what I mean? Versus just like the, Oh, I look back on myself and I'm like, no wonder we didn't work out. Right. Well, like he also wasn't the right guy, but, but that's besides the point. Right. Point is ask a question of substance. Now, if you are sitting there and I've had this with so many friends. I actually like appointed myself as the, um, I'm just really good. I don't know what I appointed myself as. I forgot. That was like kind of like more the breakup chair when I did a sorority for two weeks in college. I was um, in a sorority for all three years of college. You would because you're like a teacher, like a waitress, like a, boo, a cheerleader. A oh, I cheerleaded too. Varsity. I actually did mine as like a straight up thing, like just to prove to myself that I could do it if I wanted because my ex-boyfriend at the time, I'll get into that relationship, like the most unhealthy relationship ever, did it. And I was like, so like any looking at anyone who was like wearing Greek letters was so aversive that I was like, I could do it too. And I did it, but like I did it for like two weeks. Um. I needed that reinforcement. You failed, right? You failed at it? (laughs) What? No, I had lupus. I got diagnosed with lupus in it. And it was like, I'm so sorry. I can't go to these drink all you can mixers, um, you know, army hoes and pimps and bros parties. Like, I'm in the hospital. Sorry. Um, But anyways, point is that where are we going with that? Obviously, I'm off topic. Okay. So basically, end of story is that hold your own, be like, do the things that you want to do. Don't depend on like, wait around for a guy. So if you're waiting find for him to a text replacement you. behavior, find a replacement behavior. Like we do with all of our clients, right? For someone who, um, likes to hit, we get them a stress ball or something that they could do, play video games, whatever it is. 
find a replacement behavior for yourself as opposed to texting, calling, stalking their Facebook pages. Oh, Casey, can you tell that story about your one friend who you're always telling me about how she looks at pictures? <laughs> yes, my bestie. Um, she is going to definitely listen to this too. So I love you so much. Um, She's not shit talking you. She just tells me like, this is good ideas for the podcast. So yes. So basically she is like an Instagram, like stalker. She can be like, oh, he was with that girl. Cause the tree is the same in those photos. And I'm like, what? I like, you're like, I, Bro, there's live oaks everywhere. I'm like, I don't get it. Like not really that extreme, but kind of, she's amazing. And I love her. Um, but yeah, like, sitting around and doing like the stalking stuff. Like how about we find a replacement behavior. That's an appropriate behavior to engage in. That's bettering your own life. Like live your life, be the badass that you know you are. And then he will see that too, or she will see that too. Um, but we Wait, get so maybe caught she up. could find like a replacement behavior. Like she likes being detective. Maybe she should go to like one of those escape rooms whenever I, she feels the need. I, I think help. she needs to like become an actual detective in real life. Like a, like she would crush a detective job. Right. Okay. So tell her that. I think. But actually, she's really too pretty to be a detective. She needs to be a model. I'll show you a picture of her later. She is like drop dead. Okay, but I think people should have something that involves their brain too, because beauty fades. Just saying, (laughs) brains brains also fade. I forget everything. Yeah. Well, no comment, Casey. All right. So go ahead. Anyways, don't lose sight of all your other reinforcers and valuable items in your life just because of one person. Remember those things. And also remember the value of yourself. Now, this leads us into a new thing. And I'm going to start it off with a story about me. You guys look at me as this cool, confident girl, which a lot of shaping has done that to me in my life. But let me tell you the story about a boy. I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but I don't give a shit. For the sake of the story, I will call him Jake. Okay? Jake. I'm living in D.C., I go on a date with this one guy, meet on J-Swipe, Jewish Tinder, and we hit it off. Oh, my God. We have the best time together. We totally connect. I'm like, oh, my God. This is just so fun. And then he has to go to Israel. He's going to Israel for, like, a birthright trip, like a trip where, you know, you just go see the country and come back. We're still texting the entire time he's there. He gets back. I'm, like, so excited to see him. Comes back, and we go out one time. and. After the thing, he's like, you know, I don't know if I could keep dating you. And I'm like, you know, me being Liat, I'm like, why? He's like, I don't know. I just don't know if I really see it going anywhere. Like, I don't know if I see myself marrying you. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, who said we have to get married? Like, we have a good time together. I know it. Right? Like, and he's like. I roll. And I'm like, so tell me, what is it? I can handle it. You know, I'm a confident girl. I can handle it. What is it? What is it? And granted, I did ask. But guess what comes out of this guy's mouth? What? What? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. He's like, you're, you're much bigger and not as tan as girls I typically date. So I'm he like, like me, bigger and tanner. Perfect. <laughs> right. He meant like bigger body type. Like he likes to date like sticks. Meanwhile, I don't want to be mean, but I don't want to say it on the podcast, but this guy's body was not rocking himself. Like with all seriousness. I'm not going to get into details in case someone listens, but can this podcast make us enemies? Definitely. Well, karma's a bitch. You called me fat and pale. Sorry. 
Anyways, obviously I had to play a little behavior there and I'm just like, you know, instead of being mean back, I, I did more like the, with all the respect, do you think you have the physique to be saying this to someone? And you're fucking lucky you said it to me because there are so many girls who would get eating disorders and become severely depressed because of this, you piece of shit. Now I tell the story and I sound so cool saying that and I did say that, but it gets pathetic because what did I do after that? You kept seeing him, texting him. I kept seeing him. Dude. Right? Right? And there's something with love, okay? Usually in life, we come in contact with contingencies, natural contingencies. I touch a stove. It's hot. It burns me. I won't touch it again. Right? I um, pushed the wrong button and it shocked me and I'm not going to do it again. Now, for some reason, when there's love, it seems like logic and contingencies go out the window. This guy had shown me clearly that he is an asshole, but I somehow thought, I guess I was in the process of studying my ABA at the time, so I'm like, I could change anyone's behavior. This poor guy is just so lost. Let me help him. You can't <laughs> change me. everyone. Right, you can't. Um, but for some reason, when there's love, there's no logic. We go back to shitty guys, the same types of narcissist, blah, blah, blah. So the rule here is trust the contingency. If someone shows you that they're a piece of shit, they are a piece of shit. That's what I want to get at. If you need to, take some ABC data. For those of you listening who don't know what that means, that means antecedent behavior consequence. Write what happens immediately before the behavior, what the behavior is for the B, and the C is what happens immediately after. Are you reinforcing that behavior? He acts like an asshole like that for him. And I'm like, hey, can I take you out for dinner later? I know you're really struggling with your job. Okay. For the sake of you guys learning to trust the contingency, I'm willing to make myself look like a dumbass and tell you this story on the podcast. But the point is, utilize this knowing a contingency, seeing the results that X equals Y, and use that when dating. This is why we go back to shitty guys That's all right. the time. Like, and like, honestly, if you notice pretty early on that he's saying he's always busy or he's busy, busy, busy is bullshit. Men will make time for someone they're interested in. So bye, boy. And I just want to throw something out there that this is not meaning that the only way to keep someone entertained is needing to sexually please them. No, that is not the only way. And if that is what you're finding yourself doing, get the fuck out of there. Seriously, get the fuck out immediately. But I think what we're trying to say on topic number two that we've been talking about is that all day long, right, in work as a BCBA, as a registered behavior technician, as a direct support, you're observing behavior, right? And you're basing your treatment plan or your programs based on their behavior. So we should do that also. If men are, or women or anyone are, you know, showing you by their behavior, then you should listen. And not try to be like, oh, but next time or he, like try to make excuses for it. Their behavior will speak volumes to how they feel about you. And also falling back on the busy thing. I just want to touch on the principle in ABA that we call matching law. Matching law is the idea that behavior goes where reinforcement flows. Depending on how much reinforcement is available to someone in a place, or in either with one individual or in a location, they are going to allocate that much time. So what I mean by that, if 
you know that you are getting 80% higher salary working one location and only 20% of that at another location, you're going to allocate 80% of your time to that location, right? To the one that is a higher pay rate or higher reinforcer than the other one. The same is if a guy finds you valuable and he's saying he's busy, trust me, if you are a valuable reinforcer to him, he will put that much effort. That is the matching law. It is so true. And what else do I need to say about that? Nothing. I wanted right? to put in, um, this is going to be my story where I put in the, um, not so much the matching law, but if, like I said, they're saying they're busy or they're just not, you know, showing much interest or you're seeing, you know, early on red flags. I went to this amazing retreat once and of course girl, you did. I know. I love learning <laughs> and growing spiritually <laughs> mentalistic. Um, this lady said, um, trust the feathers um, before the Mack truck. And I'm like, what does that mean? And she meant like those little feathers that you feel like wisp across your face. Those, those, those like early on behaviors that you notice and like are like, oh, that doesn't really feel right or make me feel good. Like listen to those and take action then. So that would be like action. Your co like consequence would be like, peace out. See you later. Before you get hit by a Mack truck, um, like I did when I went through a divorce, <laughs> that was a Mack truck. So I should have listened to those fucking feathers, honestly. Yeah. I bet you regretted not listening to those fucking feathers. We should just be called the fucking feathers. <laughs> let's change the name. <laughs> All, All right. right. Three. Let's move on, girl. Jinx. Yep. Next topic. The idea that we all want reinforcement. What the hell does that mean, Casey? Okay. So basically, we just want our ego stroked, right? We all want to hear that we're pretty and we're cooler than all the other girls. And like, you're so chill. You're so much more chill than the other girls I've hung out with. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm so chill. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, totally. Hang out with your guys. I don't care. I'll just be stalking you in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to be the cool girl. I'm like, they're all just going to want me. And I'm just so awesome. But also, ladies and men, this is a difficult topic. I'm like, I want to include everyone. No, it's just because we're like applying it. You know, we're trying to be real and apply it to our real life. And we date men. So right. please just insert whatever pronoun you need. Thank you. That's yeah. what I was trying to say. Yeah. So I think we could keep saying that. But we support you using whatever pronoun you want. We're just applying it to our real life, trying to be real. We love every human ever. So anyways, you have a say too. It's not all about whether this douchebag wants to go out with you again. Like you cannot want to go out with him. You can like... Stand up and be like, mm, no, thank you. And also, like, only flirt to the level he is flirting. Like, a little challenge, like I said before, keeps him interested for a little longer. So a little more deprivation and less satiation here. Yeah. Now, also, I, I'm going to further, I might even be repeating the exact shit you said, but I feel so passionate about it that I've seen so many friends, and it's happened to me too. I'm like, why the F does that guy not want to go out with me again? Like, little did I know, like, I didn't like that guy at all. I was bored as fuck. I was living in D.C. All these guys just talk about politics. Like, I don't care, right? Like, I didn't enjoy my time either. But I was all, like, butthurt that. You wanted them to want you. Yes, no. right? Like, we all want reinforcement. But realize that you have power also in this. Like, you also are able to not like someone. 
And I'm sorry. I guess I'm just feeling a little angry to some of my friends I've seen dating lately and these guys just thinking there's always something fucking better out there. And But realize you have an opinion too. <sighs> I'm like Amen. sweating now. I'm like I know sweating. I can see you're so worked up right now. Well, let's go to topic four because this is going to only get you more worked up and I can't wait to see it. <laughs> topic four. Why <laughs> do I like assholes? Why, Leah? Tell me. Why do we like assholes? Well, if you are hearing this podcast right now and you're like, oh my God, they're talking to me. You're human. There's actually behavioral reason why we like assholes. Assholes, please insert whatever derogatory term you want. Narcissist, D-bag, I don't care. Piece of shit. They're all playing the perfect game of... Dun, the perfect, dun, dun. Yes, or perfect reinforcement schedule of a little available, but not too available. You never, quote unquote, truly have them. What they are doing behaviorally is something that we call a variable ratio schedule of reinforcement. Variable meaning what, Casey? You don't know when it's coming. Right? Variable. I don't know when it's going to happen. And ratio meaning responses. It could also so, be variable interval, right? Like time, how right. long it goes. Like they might, they might say something nice to me every three weeks. They might say something nice to me every few hours. It might be after three hours. It might be after five hours. It might be after three years, right? So, believe it or not, some of us keep hanging on to a guy for the hope of that one text. So that, crazy. Right. That you might get however many months later, even though they like completely like left you like crying in a cornfield. Oh, I guess I'm from Texas. <laughs> I was like, uh, well, I'm thinking Actually, like my we don't even have four. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know where a cornfield was, but like whatever. That, that was funny. I like that. My brain. But anyway, so what they're using, they're utilizing a variable ratio or variable interval schedule of reinforcement, meaning you don't know when it's coming. This schedule, a VR schedule, variable ratio schedule, is also what you see in a casino. Why do you think those games are so freaking addictive when you play a slot machine? For the hopes that, oh, maybe after I press the button three times, I might get reinforced and win some money. Maybe after I press it seven times, I might get some money. Maybe after two times, you don't want to walk away from it because maybe that next time is the winning time and the next person who comes is going to get it. Right. And it's also, guys, the most resistant to extinction. It's the strongest schedule, right? Like basically it just means- What I do you mean by resistant to extinction, Casey? Make well, this real for the listeners. I was who just going to say it. Okay, go for it. I just queuing you, baby. I was going to say like, hashtag, I can't quit you. Like you just can't stop like doing that behavior. Like you're resisting what's actually happening in front of you. And extinction, we're going to get onto that further, but it's they're withholding the reinforcement, right? They're not giving you what you want, but you're going to hold on as hard as you can because it comes every so often and you don't know when that's going to be. So why would you give up? It feels oh so good. It's all worth it for that random time that things feel good. Kind of like my shitty ex-boyfriend that I stayed with for five years. He transferred colleges for me. He's the one who did do the frat. And we would literally, we were toxic together. We would fight like about everything. And the thing would be like, it's because we're so in love that we have so much to fight about. And by the way, this is a shout out to anyone listening. If you're in a relationship like that and you think that fighting is normal, it's not. It's really not. Okay? No, it's not. It's it's like the occasional like, 
dude, no, you said we're going to do this. Okay, that's fine. But if you are fighting about every single thing, it's not normal. And it doesn't mean that you're really in love and care about each other. It's shitty. And I'm telling you, there's better shit out there. Anyways, back to this guy. So every so often, we would get along. Right. And I should have trusted the contingency that every time we got together, like it was shitty. And that would go back to trusting the contingency. Trust the fucking feather. Yeah. Trust the feather. The feather <laughs> is there for you. That's um, me burning my sage over here. Like, doo, doo, doo. oh, yeah. That's sage in the um, cover. In our podcast cover. It's not a joint, guys. Just so you know, that'd be a really, really, really big joint. It's sage, just clearing the energy. Um, anyways, it was so worth me staying in this relationship just for that variable ratio of when occasionally things would be so good. It was like, I was high as fuck on that relationship for that time being. And so I would stay around because I was highly addicted to the variable ratio schedule. So if you're in a situation where you are questioning every text you send, and I see so many friends doing this, like, did I, did I send too many? Did I send not enough? Did I, should I like, Okay, how can I ask all of this in one line? Oh my God, he's gonna see that my iPhone is showing dot, dot, dot for too long. Okay, I gotta plan this in a in my notepad app on my phone and switch it over to... Oh my God, I've done that so many times. Like you don't want them to see the dot, 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 right? All that shit. So if you're doing that, if it's the right guy, it will be natural. You won't have to do that shit. Trust your gut. That bitch knows what's up, honestly. What's up? Your gut will know and I know when people are like, oh, I just didn't know. If in reality, we all know, you guys. Come on. We know. And when you look back on it, maybe not in the moment you don't know, but like if you think of how you felt in that moment after the fact, you'll be like, oh, God, like that bitch knew what was up and I didn't listen to her. And then I was in this terrible relationship. And then, yeah, so I would, that's my biggest thing. And Trust side note, I just want to say something that this is not anywhere like listed in what we're going to talk about, but a lot of people think that just because they're in a relationship, it adds some value to them or some, they have some like qualification. Like I'm in a relationship. I'm so much more ahead of all these single girls who are dating, blah, 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 blah. That means jack shit. Okay. Like just because someone's posting happy shit on Facebook doesn't mean that everything is perfect. So please do not base your value on your relationship status. If you are single and dating eligible people who could potentially be your life partner, you are further along than someone who's in a shitty ass relationship who still has to go through the heartbreak, the breakup, getting back out there, whatever it is. So please do not for a second base your value or compare yourself to others because of their relationship status. You never know what the fuck is going on in someone else's relationship. That is so incredibly true. And I'm so glad that you caveated that in there. So finessely, if that's a word. And I mean um, it so passionately. Like sometimes like people like even like with myself, I'll tell you straight up, like I could look like, oh my God, this girl, like she found this love story. She lost her fingers and she still had the sexy Israeli guy come along and just tend to her in the hospital. Like sometimes he's annoying as fuck. And I'm like, what the fuck do I do here? Like this is not... Do not judge your value based on that. I don't have any behavioral principles to put on that, except if we're talking about value and establishing operations, blah, 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 blah. But that is just an important note that I want to share with the world. <sighs> okay. Kind of like behavioral contrast. No, I, I'm trying. I'm reaching here. So never mind. Yeah, you're reaching, honey. Okay. Don't reach topic, too far. Topic number five is 
Liat, and it wouldn't be a true podcast. It would not be a true podcast on dating if we did not discuss the most asshole dreaded thing that millennials do. Or anyone. Or anyone. But with the new cell phone age, it's done a fucking lot and it fucking sucks. And it is called fucking what, Casey? Ghosting. Take it away. Okay, so ghosting. If you've never had this done to you, you're one lucky son of a bitch. Kudos to you. But if you've also been the ghoster, is that the person fuck who you. Ghosts? Right. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Okay. Dictionary definition of what ghosting is, according to dictionary.com, it is a verb. It is something you are doing. It's the practice of ending a personal relationship with someone by suddenly and without explanation withdrawing from all communication. Casey, why don't you tell them the Urban Dictionary definition before you take another drink of your vodka water over there? It's so watered down. I need more, <laughs> but I can't get up because we're podcasting. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So the Urban Dictionary definition. I feel like I should like say it in like a weird voice. Okay. The act of suddenly, suddenly ceasing all communication with someone the subject is dating, but no longer wishes to date. This is done in hopes that the ghostee that's the person who got ghosted. Well, just get the hint and leave the subject alone as opposed to the subject simply telling them he or she is no longer interested. Ghosting is not specific to a certain gender and is closely related to the subject's maturity and communication skills. Absolutely. Many attempt to justify ghosting as a way to cease dating the ghostee without hurting their feelings. But in fact, assholes, proves the subject is thinking more of themselves, as ghosting often creates more confusion for the ghostie than if the subject kindly stated how he or she feels. Liat, can you break this down behaviorally for me? Please let me. So, and let me just give you an example of how it's used in context. Someone might say, hey, Casey, how was your second date with Kyle? Casey might say. I would say, oh my God, I thought it went so well, but I've texted him a couple of times since then and he's been ghosting me. What? I thought he was more mature than that. I'm so sorry I set you up with that piece of shit. That's how it would go. But now let me break it down for you behaviorally. I feel like we need like to cue a song, like behavioral breakdown, like. Right, like that's our like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what we will start doing from now on. Okay, but for now we got it. Okay, so behavioral definition of what ghosting is, it is straight up extinction. Extinction is when a previously reinforced behavior is no longer reinforced. So let's say the one behavior was me reaching out to Jake, right? That's the name I'm just going with today. Jake just sounds like a pretty standard guy, right? Me reaching out to Jake. Jake typically texts me back like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Suddenly I'm reaching out to Jake. I'm getting absolutely no response. This is called putting a behavior on extinction. The previous reinforcer being the person responding to your messages. Now they put you on extinction. Literally not a single effing response. What will happen in this situation? Mm. Behavioral per- breakdown is... It is called an extinction burst. When you put someone on extinction, meaning you no longer reinforce a previously reinforced behavior, 
you get an extinction burst. And what this means in real life example is suddenly this guy is not responding to you anymore. What do you do? You get your friends to call from random numbers. You send them a text message on Facebook. You send them a message on eBay account because they're not responding to you anywhere else. You act like you left a bobby pin at their house. You might send a message saying, oh my God, I missed my period. I think I'm pregnant. These are all behaviors that have the same function of gaining attention. But you're doing this because the typical way that you were getting the attention before you were getting reinforced for just saying, hey, what's up is no longer. So now you're going into full force. And this is called an extinction burst. And then say your extinction burst, right? You start you do all those crazy things. And then you just like the your behaviors just stop, right? You're like, okay, I get it. But then like, two weeks later, you're out with your girlfriends and you have a couple too many shots. And you're like, Oh my God. And you start texting him again. And like, just let me just check. Let me just check that things are still like, maybe he's changed his mind. Wait, like maybe he'll answer or like, Oh my God, that's spontaneous recovery. We call that spontaneous recovery just to check in to see if the reinforcement's there. Now, if he starts reinforcing you, meaning responding again, that will pick back up to where the behavior was. But if he continues to put you on extinction and ignores you, the behavior will go away. It will go away just like that. Thank you so much, Casey. So the point of the story is that ghosting, actually, when we want to put a behavior on end, putting something on extinction is an amazing way to do it, right? To end something. Like if you want someone to stop, um, what do we think? Something clinically, okay? So I have a kid who will like scream out loud and like, start pulling their pants down or something to get attention, right, for me. So what do I do to put that on extinction? They want attention. If I know the function's attention, I'm just going to not give it attention at all. Eventually, they're like, well, why am I doing this? I feel dumb. No one's responding. That's extinction. If I want to end a behavior, it's a great way. Now, that's behavioral. But now talking on an emotional scale, you are a piece of shit if you are ghosting someone. Grow a pair of balls and tell them that I really don't see this going anywhere right now. You're both mature adults. And you can say, I, I, you know, like I, you're very sweet, but like, I just don't see this going anywhere. And I, I don't see our values aligning, but people have a freaking heart. Ghosting is such a shitty thing to do. And I think kind of wrapping this up a little bit, I would like to also say communication is key. So if you are complaining to your friends about behaviors that you find annoying or things that he's doing or not doing, um, if you don't tell him also those things, you can't expect his behavior to change. If you don't pinpoint the behavior, objectively define it, behaviorally speaking, and tell somebody, they can't change it. So if you think they're worth it and you want to keep going, communicate objectively to them what exactly you want to see. And once they've want. ghosted you at that point, it's probably too late for you just. <laughs> oh, if they're ghosted, we're, they're, we're, yeah, we're waiting. They've already, yeah, we're, we're talking pre prior ghosting. to the ghosting, right? Like, if talking about, like you want, getting to know someone here. <laughs> yeah, like let them know what you want or what your expectations are in a relationship. Make um, a behavioral contract, guys. Come on. Well, like, don't present that to them. It's kind of creepy if you're like, hey, I just want you to sign <laughs> this, that we're in here equally during this dating um, and if I anything goes wrong, show up for this. And yeah, that and if anything this. goes wrong, you will come into contact with a punishment contingency. Oh my like, God, I want to actually write one of those up. That would be fun. Also, yeah, yeah, 
I'm crazy though. Okay. But like, yeah, if you want to freak someone the F out. Anyways, <laughs> like I said, BCBA for good or for worse. Yeah, that that's like for the worst, Casey. That's creepy as hell. If you've ever ghosted someone, be warned that karma is a bitch. Mm. True, serious bitch. Now, this is the end of dating today. I feel like I could go on forever and ever. And I'm, gosh, I am so passionate. It's nice talking about something you're passionate about, which behavior I'm passionate as hell about. And dating, I'm passionate as hell about. I have such a soft spot. When I hear people going through breakups or anything related, I literally, like, can go back to the feeling I had. Like, there's no worse feeling in the world. And I stand strong by that. And when I was going through heartbreak, I said I'd rather have the worst physical pain in the world. Long and behold, I was diagnosed with lupus and my fingers came off, literally living with the worst pain in the world. And I still stand strong by my statement that I would rather go through the worst physical pain in the world than the emotional pain of heartbreak. That will lead us to another episode that we will have on breaking up, how to move on, um, how to change some of your behaviors that will help emotions follow. I was just going to say. um, Yeah, say it. Like as you're like the worst feeling ever and you feel so bad. I am also coming from the side of like, there's so many things that you could have done differently or like you could like things that you can control, right? Like let's talk about that in like, you know, the breakup episode. Like there are so many things that we can do to not. Right. And it could shape shape our future relationships and don't get me wrong. It could be a blessing. Like you could have just dodged a major ass bullet. Like my friend was engaged to I can't even, I'll have to save that for the episode. Um, A piece of shit. And now like she is with the most amazing guy and like, thank God he broke off the engagement. But my heart still breaks because heartache sucks. So wrapping up guys, be strong, be you, be independent. Like be behavior, get it? Like be for behavior. (laughs) Yeah, behavior bitches love you. We're here to support you, make you feel like you're not alone and also to hopefully make you laugh and teach you some kind of shit. So along the way, but let me tell you what's coming next week. Next week episode is called help my child an asshole. We will be bringing a mom onto the show who swears her child is just an asshole and out to get her children. Oh, children. Yeah. She's got two under four and they're, she feels they are just out to get her. We'll talk about why your little shits are actually smarter than you think they are and how you can be smarter than them with some simple behavioral techniques. Mamas, you're not alone. And just because all these moms post about how perfect they are on Instagram does not mean that behind the scenes, they're not pulling their hair out. Like, basically, I wouldn't let my kid kid lick his shoe, so I'm an asshole. Like, those things. Like, kids are cray. We love them. And we're not mothers, so... We're going to bring on a mother because she's going to be awesome and funny. And she's a little Mexican Jew and she's amazing. So, all right, guys. So we're going to leave you for now. But go subscribe to our podcast at Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Because we are some desperado chicks just living out here trying to hustle. That's our reinforcement. Reinforce us for doing this, please. Um, Also, if you want to reach out to us ever, you could look at our website that is currently it's there under construction, but it, it could look better, but we needed to get some episodes up first before we could start 
posting any shit on our website, but it's there. It's behaviorbitches.com. You can still contact us through there. Um, follow us on Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast. We have 91 measly followers. It's a little bit embarrassing. So please go follow us if you love us or love to hate us. Either way, ta-ta for now. Love you. Mean it. <laughs>